Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk with Mandy and Zila, where each week we discuss new health and lifestyle questions based on questions you send us. I am Zila Ozels from the Brantford Public Library Programming Department. And I'm Mandy Samal, a community health broker with the Brant County Health Unit. Mandy, what does a community health broker do? Well, Zila, a community health broker works with all the citizens in the community to provide support, education, and broker connections to health-related services. Basically, anything they need to support their overall health. Does that mean you're like a nutritionist, nurse, or doctor? No, it doesn't. While there are many times we work alongside other healthcare professionals, our job is to help improve access to and the effectiveness of the healthcare systems. We connect people with education and skill building, employment services, addiction and treatment supports, as well as housing services, just to name a few. Our work changes all the time, which I totally love, but what doesn't change is that we're always right there in the community, meeting them where they're at. So just to be clear for our listeners, the content in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions or any medical issues that you may be having. Hello, welcome to episode two. Let's talk with Mandy and Zila. Mandy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Zila. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Are you sure you're doing great? You seemed a little nervous earlier. <laughs> no, I'm doing good. I, it's just, it's early and, you know, so it was a long night last night. People were up in the night and hearing noises and all that kind of crazy stuff that sometimes happens, you know, and yeah. when you have kids. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know I don't have kids, but weirdly enough, we had a cricket inside the house that would just like, I don't know, it was jumping around and you can hear everything in the house no matter where you are. So we heard a cricket all night, just really loudly singing. Oh my gosh. I have, I have a similar situation going on right now with crickets from the pet store because we have a fancy leopard gecko that eats crickets and the batch that we just bought him for his food are all making a bunch of noise. Like they're normally quiet ones and I don't know what it is with this batch, but they're all noisy and all making like ridiculously loud noise. So that's, yeah, I feel you when you're saying you had a cricket that made a yeah. lot of, it's bad. I'm dealing with one cricket. I can't imagine dealing with a whole batch <laughs> of crickets. We're like looking forward to when they're all gone and all eaten because it's a lot right now. Yeah. No so I actually put them in the bathroom the other day, so he didn't have to listen to them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hope you warned everyone. That would be a bit startling if you walk in there. <laughs> No, didn't warn anybody, but I was a little surprised when I got up that morning and they were in the bathroom. <laughs> Obviously in a little container, but... Yeah. <laughs> wow, so it sounds like we're both having eventful weeks at home. <laughs> so what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, today I thought we would talk about heat and sun safety, um, vitamins and minerals, and positivity and optimism. I think all of those are important right now, considering we just went through a bunch of heat waves. Yeah, there's been a lot of heat waves lately, for sure. Yeah, it's been like all summer, basically. Yeah, but I wouldn't want a cold summer. (laughs) No, (laughs) true. Yeah. Like it is to be expected, right? So it's just about being careful and making sure you're protected. 
Yeah. So, well, when I started reading about heat and sun safety from um, the one source you sent me, the Canadian Cancer Society, I was actually surprised by a lot of information I learned that skin cancer is the most common form of cancer in Canada and that we have the second highest rate in the world of skin cancer. Like, that's shocking to me. Yeah, I was pretty surprised to, to know that as well, actually. I don't know what it is in particular that we do here that like leads to that. But what are some precautions that we can take to make sure, you know, we lower our risk of skin cancer? I think um, avoiding the sun between 11 and 3 p.m. whenever possible, because that's when the rays are the strongest. Um, Wearing long sleeve and loose fitting clothing will help keep you cool, but protect you from the sun's rays. Or wearing a wide brimmed hat, um, if you're definitely if you're a hat person, but that's going to protect your ears and your face and everything. And obviously using sunscreen with a minimum SPF, sun protection factor of 30, and remembering to reapply often. So about every two hours or whatever it says on the bottle is really important to make sure you're reapplying. Right. And I guess if like, say you're swimming or sweating a lot, you might want to reapply more often. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's very important. Um, It's funny that you mentioned those precautions because my dad who works outside a lot, he literally covers himself head to toe in clothes. So he'll wear a long sleeve shirt, gloves. He'll even wear gloves and he'll have like his wide brim hat. And sometimes he'll have even like a little um, neck thing to cover his face and stuff like that. And so he's like completely covered from the sun, either with clothes or shaded. And he does that no matter, no matter how hot it is and no matter what he's doing. So if he's like even super active and you might want to wear shorts when you're super active, but no, he's wearing long pants completely because he's, he's aware of how dangerous the sun can be. I think we all should be kind of, you know, living in a fashion after him because it sounds like he's doing a great job and he's way, you know, way ahead of the curve with that. Um, I don't know how he does it because I think I would be super hot, but it's incredible that he's doing that and he's doing a great job of being protected. Another interesting thing I read about, well, actually, I didn't know about all the different UV rays that there were. So there's UVA, UVB, and UVR, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's the um, UVA rays that make up most of the sun's natural light, and they can penetrate deep into the skin and cause wrinkles and premature aging. There's UVB rays, which are the main cause of a sunburn. They're nearly a thousand times stronger than the UVA rays. And then there's ultraviolet C rays. They're shorter rays and they usually don't reach the atmosphere, but it's also, it's just very important to know that UV rays can actually go through the clouds and the fog and the haze. So even if it doesn't feel sunny, it's important Mm. to protect yourself, Um, as well as water, sand, concrete, and especially snow reflects the sun's rays and makes them even stronger. I think another thing too that a lot of people don't consider is that it's it's also important that you don't suntan in a tanning bed because there it's just as bad for you, really. Yes. I was surprised. And actually, I mean, I've known that you should not be in a tanning bed, but I was happy to see that basically on each page that was on the Canadian Cancer Society talking about the sun and stuff like that, they always included avoid tanning beds. So it was just interesting to see how adamant they were about that. Yeah, it's, it was very interesting because the, a lot of times it seems like that gets promoted as a safer way to go and really it's not, right? You shouldn't be doing that at all. You should be protecting yourself from rays in general. And then Mandy, you mentioned that even rays come through the clouds and stuff like that. So 
how do we know how dangerous the rays are on any given day? I think um, paying attention to the UV index and that kind of gives you a sense of how strong the rays are that day. I guess it basically tells you the strength of the sun's daily UV rays. And so the higher the number, the stronger the sun's rays and the more important it is to protect yourself. Although I guess you should always be protecting yourself, right? I was going to say, I think it's important to just protect yourself all the time so that you know that you're safe, right? Yeah. Wearing sunglasses, even in the winter, all of those things are important. Well, I mean, even looking at these numbers, so zero to two is considered a low exposure to the UV rays, but already at three to five, you're at moderate level, which I would say beware at that point. Mm -hmm. And then six to seven is considered a high exposure. Eight to 10 is a very high exposure and anything over 11 is extreme exposure. Um, yeah, so for everyone listening at home to see what your knowledge is for sun safety, you can always take the Are You Sun Savvy quiz that we'll leave in the notes of the show. And one last thing about the sun, I think some people talk about how you can get vitamin D from the sun, but for that, you shouldn't be wearing sunscreen. Like, should we be using the sun to get our vitamin D? No. No, um, I think that the biggest thing is like, yeah, you can get you can get your vitamin D from the sun, but it's it's also putting yourself at risk. So I think that the biggest thing is getting your vitamin D from the food that you eat is the more the, the better way to do it for sure. Okay. So that leads us into our next topic, uh, vitamins and minerals. I found some good information on the website you recommended, uh, unlockfood.ca. Yeah, that's a great website written by dietitians. So it's really, um, you can trust the information that's there for sure. It's really good. I liked how you could find a specific vitamin and it would kind of tell you about it and tell you the sources of it and how it would be beneficial to you. Yeah, I found a lot of great tips on there too. Some things that I didn't even know, um, actually. An interesting fact I learned from the information you sent me, Mandy, which I feel kind of silly saying, I, it makes sense. So skim milk contains the same amount of calcium as 2% milk. Yeah, a lot of people wouldn't realize that. But really, it's just the fat content that's different. It's actually the best choice. What if you're lactose intolerant or maybe vegan? Like what, where else can you get your calcium? So there's a lot of great sources of calcium. I think that Everybody kind of knows that the, all of the dairy products and stuff like that. But other great sources are almonds are a great source, spinach, kale, lots of vegetables, really like turnip and beans are a great source too as well. And you could also do salmon, um, canned salmon with the bones. There's lots of other options like a soy beverage that's fortified with calcium. You could do orange juice that's fortified with calcium. How do you like to get your calcium, Zila? Uh, I definitely eat a lot of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheese is um, a good one for sure. I actually, I, I'm not a milk drinker. I don't really drink milk. So yes, cheese and yogurt. Uh, and then I really do like my vegetables. So the dark leafy kind of thing. So I'm a big fan of kale, which is I'm assuming dark and leafy I've heard has a lot of calcium. So and... one that surprised me too, that's it's not really something you would think of is um, blackstrap molasses. Blackstrap molasses. Yeah. It's calcium in it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that one surprised me. I was surprised to see that on there on the list. So that's like a staple for my husband. <laughs> 
Well, he, he puts it on everything. He puts it on um, like mac and cheese cra- uh, craft dinner. Yeah, yeah. And on craft <laughs> I know, oh, right? Goodness. That is new. Yeah, that's a new And one. he makes breakfast sandwiches. Uh, and on that, he puts the molasses. And yeah. <laughs> I think there's probably a lot of um, sweetness to that. So <laughs> we might want to watch that. But it's definitely cool that he's getting some calcium that way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend, you know... <laughs> drinking it or eat sorry i wouldn't recommend eating it every day <laughs> no yeah definitely not a thing that we should be doing and i think there was also some good information about iron which i feel like is something i hear often that people complain they don't get enough of yeah i think that that's true i think that a lot of people feel like they have to eat a lot of meat to get iron and that's really not the case um your beans so like your brown lentils black eyed peas split peas, chickpeas, a lot of like pretty well all of the beans um, are a great source of iron as well as seeds like pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, and sesame seeds. And again, with the vegetables, right? It's so important to be filling half your plate with vegetables because that's where you're going to get a lot of your vitamins and minerals. And so this one, again, like iron is a great, um, spinach is a great source of iron or asparagus, beets, beet greens, and turnip greens. Yeah. So those, like, those greens again, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the greens are very important. And that's yeah. nice to hear about the seeds, because I actually like to put some seeds on my salads. Um, I have just a few seeds that I get from the bulk store, and, you know, whenever I make a salad, I throw some on there. Um, another cool thing that I kind of learned um, about absorbing nutrients, too, is if you add uh, a healthy fat, like canola oil, when you're um, using yellow or orange or red colored vegetables... And the vitamin K in the dark um, leafy greens, if you're cooking with a little bit of oil, it helps you absorb the nutrients from them. And then the other thing too is adding like added vitamin C. So adding vitamin C like citrus fruits, like lemon or lime juice can help your body absorb folate from the dark leafy greens and the iron found in plant foods. And so that's like, could I maybe like squeeze some lemon over my salad or something like that? That's exactly what it would be. Something like that would be a great option. I've heard that the amount of vitamin that you get from a vegetable really depends on how you cook the vegetable. Yeah, um, there's a lot of cre- a lot of things that affect the nutrients found in found in foods. So there are many things you can do to decrease that can decrease the amount of nutrients found in foods. Some of these factors include um, how you prepare your food. So you want to make sure that you're not overcooking. It's always a great idea to try and roast or saute versus boiling and your cooking temperatures also factor into that also the amount of time since the food has been picked so shop like shopping local at your farmer's market where you're going to be getting the food sooner is always a great option and also to another good option when you can't shop locally or shop fresh is frozen because things are going to be packed quicker and then frozen so that the nutrients is still there so that's a good option And I'm not sure, do you get this question when you're out and about, can we replace our vitamin and mineral intake with supplements? I do get that question sometimes. I want to say, I think that we definitely recommend getting your nutrients from your food that you're eating whenever possible. That's always the best choice. Beyond that, I think if you feel that you need supplements because you're not getting enough, you could talk to your doctor about that and they would be the best one to guide you. Um, So I just would say like the bottom line 
uh, eating a variety of food at each day is the best way to get the nutrients you need to get the most nutrients from foods you you eat don't overcook your vegetables and store and use produce wisely and shop often there was a there's a lot of good information on unlockfood.ca so if you're looking for more information about specific vitamins or minerals that's a good site and we'll make sure to include the link in the show notes and the canada food guide is another another good option as well for the canada food guide website yeah yeah and so we'll make sure to include link to that as well so then our last topic of today's episode is about laughing and optimism which i kind of feel like we need a lot of that lately (laughs) things are rough with you know having to be at home but there's a lot i was reading again one of the things you sent me mandy i was reading about how laughing can be really good for you (laughs) yeah i think we definitely we don't uh we don't laugh probably as much as we should. Um, what do you like to do for a laugh, Sula? When you feel like you need a laugh? Uh, I think I'll just go to the simplest thing, like watch a YouTube video or watch a favorite comedy movie. I have a few go-tos for that. <laughs> I don't know. What about you, Mandy? Um, I think similar, like I, I like to watch sitcoms on TV that are just like really funny. So things like I like the Goldbergs or American Housewife because they're just they're just funny. Right. Or definitely being around babies like my little nephew, Oliver. It's definitely always a good way to have a laugh because they're always smiling and laughing. Right. And you can't it's contagious. You can't help but laugh as well. Um Yeah, I think those are the biggest things, really. What are some of the benefits of laughter? Laughter helps form new connections in the brain, which I think is really cool because I didn't even realize that. And it also reduces stress, decreases anxiety, fear and anger, helps control pain, improves mood, and helps with sleep. And it also boosts your immunity, believe it or not. Another cool fact, I don't know if you realized, but that they say that women laugh a lot more often than men. Oh, really? (laughs) They also say that men usually uh, initiate the laughter, which is kind of an interesting fact. So I think that they're they're out there to make us laugh. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. That's interesting. I didn't know that. How do you even measure how much someone laughs? I don't know. I don't know how how they have that figured out, but that's what they say. And I guess connected to laughing is, you know, having an optimistic outlook. I feel like, especially now, it might be hard to have an optimistic outlook, but what are some techniques we can try? Um, I think that some of the things are, or some things you can do are noticing what's good. So maybe writing down three things every day that you're grateful for, express your gratitude to others. Um, Another option is just making sure that you're using positive self-talk when you're talking to yourself, right? Mm. So you want to make sure that you tell yourself things like I did a good job and I am smart and capable and I'm doing well. And um, you also want to counter your negative thoughts with positive ones. So for example, instead of thinking this is impossible, ask what will make it easier or who can help me with this. And actually uh, the positive self-talk, I think that's very important. I know a lot of people who have a hard time with that. And one thing that I heard that I remind myself about is speak to yourself how a friend would speak to you. So you wouldn't, you know, allow someone else to speak badly to you. So why do you allow yourself to speak badly to yourself? 
that's actually a very good way of putting it and a very good way to think about it because it is one of those things that's really hard, right? Like everything's so, sometimes it, everybody can be so hard on themselves. And so yeah, talking to yourself the way a friend would talk to you, that's a really good tip for sure. So that wraps up our second episode of Let's Talk. Mandy, what's one thing we want people to remember from this episode? I think if there was one thing I wanted people to take away from this episode is use your sunscreen. Make sure you're using SPF 30 or more and reapply often. Protect yourself from the sun because it's not worth the risks. And I would say if you do one thing after listening to this episode, I think I would say similarly, try to wear a long sleeve shirt instead of a t-shirt next time. That's a great tip. I think another thing too that I really, really, really want everybody to take away from this is laugh often. Life is too short not to laugh all the time. I can totally agree with that. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk with Mandy and Zila. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you have a question you'd like us to explore, fill out our question submission form on the Let's Talk page on the library website. Stay happy and healthy. This podcast is a joint project between Brantford Public Library and the Brant County Health Unit. Edited by me, Zila Ozels. Music provided by Purple Planet through purple-planet.com. For more information about the podcast, visit the Brantford Public Library website at brantfordlibrary.ca. Thank you.